1: Here we are on the Players' Lounge live from Dallas Cowboys training camp. I am Nuri Scruggs, joined by former Dallas Cowboys players Barry Church and Danny McCray. Danny McCray now, reality TV star, added on to his defending, uh, I should say, national champion, LSU Tiger, and former Cowboy resume. I love it. I love it, man. I mean... D- Danny, you're a star now. Amer- America already knew you. Now they just know more about you. Now I love it. I love no, it. No, no, no star, no star. But nah, yes, you can't, you can't nah. can check me out on the
2: challenge tonight on CBS at eight o'clock. I'm still surviving. Mm-hmm. You know, what I'm saying, trying to make it, and they making my wife a superstar, man. It's I'm Kiki telling this, you, Kiki that. I think she's more popular than I am right now.
3: Everybody putting Kiki out there. Hey, <laughs> Kiki is like you said, Kiki that. But my man is booked, Nui. He is booked. He's. I mean, he's a star. He's a star himself, man. Make sure you book him early. I'm just all trying right? to get paid, man. I'm just trying
2: to get paid. That's all. Show me the money. <laughs> Show me the money. But w- what's
3: up, Nui? I mean, you we, we ain't talked in a while. You over there in Oxnard with the beautiful weather. We're out here, you know, getting killed with 100-degree weather. But you out there, probably 70 degrees. I seen somebody in a hoodie in the background. I mean, what's life like out there in Oxnard, California right now?
1: North California, right now? Uh, first off, it's in the 60s. So it's oh, oh my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> You know, so um, I'm surviving. I mean, I got my jacket. I, uh, I may need my hoodie a little later on. I got a beanie. So, you know, if I need it, that's fine. Um, church, as many times as you travel across the country, I'm surprised you haven't decided to come on out here because, you know, they, they gladly let you in. So I know it's not broken, bow, It's not a cabin out here for you,
2: Chilling, but, you know. I, that's fine.
1: Dak Prescott would love to see you, man. He'd love to see you. So, you I need know. somebody
3: to sponsor my Come trip, man. I need, I need somebody no, to sponsor my man, trip, man. See? Hotels.com. Somebody get me right, man. Oh, man. I, need, I need help, It's man.
2: hotels.com. It's, it's not it's flights.com, it's right? It's <laughs> right? Somebody <laughs> it flights. get me right, man. You got the pool over there, Nui. Tell them to get me a room up there, man. Y'all just shine some light on Nui, man. We well, Listen, we know y'all probably can't see anything but teeth, okay? <laughs> so okay. Doc? Yeah. Oh, oh! That is that is Nui, okay? That is the host. We, they, they didn't put anybody in. There is, is <laughs> yeah, as a substitute.
1: Yeah, because the light went out. Chris had a light. He put a battery on. The battery and it ran out already. Mm. So so it is what it is. First camp practice is going to go, go down today. Head coach Mike McCarthy just met with the media and he said they're going to work on the two-minute drill. So he's looking at that right there and he says that there is a ramp-up to padded practices. That the league has mandated a ramp-up. So, you know, for the next few days, it's, it's going to be uh, the guys around here in shorts and uh, in, in, in helmets just trying to get acclimated to this bad boy. I know there's going to be fans that want to see Cowboys hitting and going at it right away. That's not how it is. So former players, start with two, Danny. Can you explain the ramp up to, to fans out there? Yeah,
2: so you, you like you don't want to get into it and then just start banging heads. So what you want to do is you want to make sure everybody is acclimated to the cutting, uh, how to how to tackle, how to practice before you get into it, because you got a lot of rookie guys in there who haven't been in this situation before. So you don't want them to come out going full tilt and hurt someone. Alright, so you want to make sure that they understand what they're doing, how you practice with pads on, and then you get into it. So it might take a few days before they, before they throw the pads on. But on another note, I'm so happy they started off with two minute drill you think it's gonna be like 12 seconds on the clock to start <laughs> <laughs> it might be it might be 12 seconds wow. and the ref's gonna be about 40 yards
3: back there you know make sure y'all get out of his way so he can go ahead and place the ball another mojo moment but you know what McCray you 100% right you gotta ease into these things I mean you can't go out there full tilt banging day one because that's how injuries happen and we saw last year in the previous years with these Cowboys teams injuries has played a part in the season and, and them ending their season pretty early so so to me you got to ease into it they're going to do the conditioning drill I mean I don't know what it is nowadays when we was going I think it was, it was, was, it was it? The 60s yeah like 2060s or something like that and we've seen some casualties to that to that 60s so make sure everybody goes to camp in shape and they pass that conditioning drill that you do some practices and then you start getting into the real the real cookies of it where you put the pads on and we see who really is going to separate themselves um, when it comes to each and every position group but you know everybody looks good in shorts and helmets everybody looks
2: good so hopefully once the the pads get on, we'll really get to see who came to play. Workout Warriors, man. Workout Warriors. You're going to see some guys out there flying around until the pads come on and you see Zeke coming at you or you see Tony Pollard, and you got to figure out a way to break down and try to make that that tackle or that thud and then that, that that's when you know that's when oh, yeah. you know who's really there, you know, to put their body on the line and make a play for their team. And, and that's probably the hard. A lot of people think, you know, oh, covering somebody's real hard,
3: but when you you understand this, McCray, you buzz into the flats as a safety or a nickel back, and you're and you're, you got this little 15-yard area to cover. And they throw a swing pass to Pollard. Or they throw a swing pass to Ezekiel Elliott. And it's just you one-on-one, open field. There's nobody around to help you, and you got to try to bring this supreme athlete down. It's one of the hardest things to do in football, and that's why. You see a lot of missed tackles one on one, but what you can do is feed them back to your help, and that's what all the defensive coordinators <laughs> pronounce. Feed them back to your help. Miss on the outside. Do not miss where your help is not. So hopefully those guys get into it uh, once the pads get on.
1: Players' Lounge coming to you live from Dallas Cowboys training camp. I'm Newie Church, Dan McCray, back at the Star in Frisco. Mike McCarthy did speak about the conditioning. He said they've cut that back; that they're not trying to do it like they did last year. They had the rookies doing conditioning uh, before they came out, before the team flew out here. Um, as you said, man, there are guys in the past that have done this, can drill, that, that, that have, you know, found themselves injured. They, he wanted no parts of that. Um, I want to go into yesterday's state of the Cowboys press conference and Jerry Jones spoke about why they let go some players who cost mm, some high-ticket mm, items, mm, you could mm. say, and he went into the word availability, and I believe he was talking about three people. So, Jazz, can you play that sound bite from Jerry Jones yesterday to the media out here in Oxnard, California?
0: When you uh, get in that spot, uh, I can tell you your standards go up. Your bar is higher. Your conduct is higher. Your attention to the team is higher, not just your own performance, but everything. When you have that kind of, of uh, responsibility, which you do when uh, you have that much of the financial pie. So what I'm trying to say is those decisions were made more about availability than ability. And they were made as to how you arrived at not being unavailable.
1: OK, when he says how you arrived at not being available, he's talking about Amari Cooper because Amari Cooper didn't get vaccinated, missed two games. One of those games, that Raider game, which they ended up losing, a close football game there. Uh, Lyle Collins, Lyle Collins was in a situation where we saw uh, <laughs> him try, <laughs> was, was it he bribed a test taker or something like that? Anyway, two games got, got- That got extended. And then Randy Gregory. I mean, throughout Randy Gregory's time, availability has been an issue. So I thought Jerry was talking about those three guys, and it's just rare for Jerry to come out and go after guys the way he did. But I thought that was very striking in the press conference yesterday.
3: Uh, Yeah, I'd agree with you on that. I mean, I think it was striking. Um, You know, Jerry, he rarely, especially guys that are gone. Like, they're already out of the building, out of the system, and, you know, we're on to a new thing. But he felt the need to go ahead and, and, and say what he had to say. And I agree with him on the most part you know cuz if you're getting that getting paid that amount of money in Amari Cooper's case he was getting paid 20 million dollars a year and your availability—you you, you got to be that guy. You gotta be that bona fide number one, without a question of a doubt. When when everything's the chips are in the middle of the table, we gotta go to this guy to go ahead and get some production. And he either he wasn't there or he wasn't producing. Now that didn't have to a lot to do with his talent or anything like that, because you know we all know the system is the system. And Kellen Moore says it's not relied on one person. We're not gonna feature one person. We're gonna just go about the system and you know divvy up the balls that as it goes. But. To me, if you're making that much money, you got to be available and you got to be that playmaker. and he wasn't that. But I also you know disagree with him on this sense. Where's the same criticism for Tyron Smith? Who, you know, his availability, availability no. these past couple of years has not been at the heights.
2: He hasn't really been. He's, he's going to miss five games, at least for the regular season. Which, which which, the key point is how you arrived here, right? Yeah. So, Jerry's like, Thank hey, you. Listen. Thank like you. hey, listen. He's like, hey, listen. I can deal with you being injured and fighting your way to get back on the field. Like, I can deal with that, which he obviously can because mm-hmm. we draft players that are injured, uh, and, and expect them to to be able to play at some time, right? So you got Jalen Smith, you got Sean Lee, you had Bruce Carter, guys who had injury histories, mm-hmm. uh, injury field histories, and they still took the chance on them because they know that they could get them back. None of them had issues of like outside of football. This like something is keeping me from being able to play. And when he when you land on a guy like Amari Cooper, it's the I paid you twenty million. Then you didn't get uh, vaccinated, so you're not available, and then that's also coupled on, like you said, the production, right? So if you're producing and you're putting up 1,600 yards, I mean 1,600 yards a year, then I think there's a different conversation being had, right? You missed two games, but you're still that type of guy who can turn turn the team into a playoff team and make those type of plays. Then it's different. But when you're not producing, that's when that stuff starts to get you, right? That's when Jerry's like, all right, listen, on, on top of everything, you still ain't uh, you know, producing worth the 20 million. And, that's then, true. and then my man LC, we all know what happened with him. You know, listen, the best <laughs> the best ability is availability. availability. <laughs> and if it's outside of injuries, then then you, you really have no excuse. And Jerry is making it known he is not gonna be putting up with stuff like that. So people don't notice, all right? Get, get your get get your stuff in order. I'm just surprised, man. Like I, we look at Tyron
3: Smith, and, you, and you've you been preaching it these past couple years. I mean, he'll give you a good maybe 10, 11 games, but it's almost factual. It's almost, you know, you might as well put it in a contract that he's going to miss about four to five games during a regular season. Y- y'all don't think like that
2: played a little bit. Like he, come on. He no, give no. A but yeah, but, but he said, but he said that that's that's of no fault of like tiring. Just like okay. it's, it's no fault of Sean Lee that he was, he was hurt he was as much as he was. Because me and you know, just like Jerry know how much work and effort Sean Lee put into trying to be healthy. Yeah. Sometimes it just don't work. And Jerry been around the game for a long time. He's seen guys, and he probably has some sympathy for those guys who do everything they can, work as hard as they can, and it just doesn't work out for him. Totally different from what Amari Cooper and Leo Collins uh, experienced last year or what he experienced with them last year. That's totally, true. totally different. And Amari Cooper was also one of those guys who was hurt all the time, too. He all, yeah. every, after every <laughs> season, is he got this injury that he didn't tell nobody about, it, and that's why he didn't do this and that. Listen, I, I, I'm okay with him being gone.
1: Okay. Look, you know, Ty- Tyron is going to, If you, you know, don't write him down for 17 games. We, we just know that. I mean, it would be foolish. I mean, this is something we've seen now for five years. But as you said, Jerry's okay with it. The self-inflicted wounds, the choices that players made that didn't allow them to be there, this guy's ticked off. And, and that's just a rare thing. And he also went on in the press conference said, we want people that want to be here, the people that are taking this serious. So those are just statements from Jerry that I haven't really heard him come out and say where he's pointing the fingers back at players and say, hey, look, you're not going to take my money anymore and not go give me some production. I want you to see, and he talked to him, "Remember, if you're making this kind of money, the responsibility you have for the team and what they expect, he just let folks know. So, if, you, if you're a high-ticket item and you're not getting it done around
2: here, Watch out. So, do, do you think Jerry heard that soundbite about uh, Amari Cooper talking about C.D. Lamb and he's trying to take up for Kellen Moore? Uh, we, you know, because you know Amari Cooper's like, hey, listen, C.D. Lamb can be a number one if they let him, right? If you if you make him the focal point of the offense, and Jerry's like, Man, that's not why. <laughs> just so, that ain't why you gone. Just so you know, okay, we let you be the number one, and you just weren't available. Do you think that was a little comeback from Jerry?
1: So, no, Jerry was not asked that and McCarthy wasn't either. But that's coming.
2: Oh, but Jerry's <laughs> coming. But, but Jerry's, that, but Jerry's, coming. But Jerry's heard coming. that. Yeah. He definitely heard that, that sound bite. He heard that, that
1: sound oh, bite. sure. Oh, there's no doubt. I mean, Jer- Jerry hears everything, but it wasn't, a, you know, and I would say, in fairness to Jerry, uh, we didn't ask it and and he didn't offer it, but that is going to come. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that's just one of the storylines that will come to camp here is, okay. Um, and even when Kellen Moore is made available, I mean, that's really, you know, we know that's when the question's going to start is when Kellen Moore is made available as a coordinator about, okay, Mari Cooper spoke about this. What is, what is, uh, what is your take? I expect him to go to the high road and give you the old, you know, the regular, you know, answer of nothing. But the question still needs to be asked. And um, obviously this season, it's going to be you know, people are going to pay attention to it and look I think he may not have any choice right now You start to look at this receiver roster. He may not have any choice, but the force feed CD lamb these few, These first few games in the year.
3: Yeah, I think you're 100% on that one We talking about this offense and, and having to force feed because if you look at it, you got CD lamb and I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. He's a dog. He's going to be – I think he's going to get better and better as the years progress, and I think Amari Cooper is right. He can be that number one option if you give him the the targets that he needs to be that. But outside of C.D. Lamb, I mean, you got a Dalton Schultz who, back-to-back years, he's performed well. He's had some people around him to take the defensive eyes away from him, but now that they see that he's kind of that security blanket of Dak Prescott, they're going to have their eyes on him, and they're going to sit there and say, all right, we're going to put one of our better – Interior cover guys on him, so I want to see how he's going to be able to work, you know, one-on-one coverage. Because I don't see him being that dynamic. And then you got to go go to the other guys, other two wide receivers. You got a Jalen Tolbert out of I think it was South Alabama yeah, or something like Newy's that. That's Newey's guy. That's Nui's yeah. guy. He, another unproven talent. We'll see what he can do
2: once he gets in. Uh, gets rolling I would say in that's my guy. I'm, I'm <laughs> uh, listen, all I know, hey, back, back when we did uh, right after the draft, Newy, and you were and you were picking up picking your sleepers and your guys who were going to surprise people. You picked. October. We did. We did. Did I? Yes, you did. Did I? We didn't, I, even, I know we didn't even know did he was I? on the squad.
1: What school
2: did go to? How you? had me out there OTAs I mean, watching the practice because you said he was gonna be a guy.
1: Now now the, the, the kid from Florida Florida A&M, yep. yeah, A and M, that was Yeah, that was there. your safety. Yeah, now, yep, yeah. Okay. Now now I'll say this. They're going to try to give this guy opportunities. They will. And McCarthy had a bunch of nice things to say about him um, to today. So I'll be eager to see. Um, he's definitely going to get opportunities. But I wouldn't just write it down, hey, man, this is one of my guys. I wouldn't say it. He not like I was picking church a couple years ago. Oh, I'm yeah, I remember that. I remember <laughs> that. It's a solid
2: bet right there. Solid let, bet. Let, 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 okay, listen. In the grand scheme of things, okay, we talk about weapons and all that. We had weapons last season. He okay, And we did. and we had the same conversation of them not being used the correct way. Yeah. So to, to Amari's Cooper right. defense, we've been saying this year after yes. year about him not being yes. able to use the guys how they're supposed to be used. You drafted CeeDee Lamb in the first round, and it was a steal, right? We see the talent that the guy could have. Now I think Kellen Moore's job is you know that people are going to focus on him, try to take him away, and say, what else do you have? So he has to be creative enough to still get uh, C.D. Lamb open in one-on-one situations so you can see how good he is. If not, it's still going to be another year of the same thing of, like, what are we doing to help guys like C.D. Lamb, these stars who come to play on the Dallas Cowboys, what are we doing to help them be top receivers in the league? And if you're an offensive coordinator who can't get that done – then we got to get something figured out. And that's what makes me nervous because, like you
3: said, we got C D Land, and we know defenses are going to put an eye on C D. He might get doubled the entire time, and they're going to force these other three guys, Schultz, Jalen Tolbert, and James Washington out there to see what they can do. And to me, that's relying on a lot of unproven talent. Outside of Schultz, Jalen Tolbert, he hasn't done anything in this league yet. James Washington, he was a former second-round pick, a second-round pick. He got some talent, but he got the drops, and he never really fulfilled that talent when he was in Pittsburgh, that's why they let him go. So, to me, it, it's going to be—I uh, think it's going to be a rough start for this offense, relying on a lot of unproven players out there to get
2: the job done. We'll see if Kellen Moore and, and Dak Prescott can do hey, it. But and, hey, hey, don't forget, we got Tony Paul and we got Zeke. Oh, hey, Kellen Moore, you a could also the game. You, <laughs> could al- you could also run the ball. Okay, you. you can also—you you can also you. run the ball. We've been can saying also that, that. all know. last year, you like, like running, it, run it uh, But that's, that's still an option. Okay. Yeah, you know he knows <laughs> playing mad. You know, I know
1: Run the ball and also give it to them in space. So, you know, it could easily just some, some dump off passes or create some things to get them going here. Uh, I, I'm with you 100%, guys. I mean, uh, the Players' Lounge has been on this thing for a while about asking more from Kellen Moore, utilizing the run. Mike McCarthy was asked today at the press conference about the pass-run ratio. He wouldn't give us anything in terms of numbers. He kind of talked around it. But, but they can't. know. I mean, you guys are players. <laughs> yeah. You guys know. He knows, too. Yeah, but what, what what can he give you if he's not calling plays?
2: Like what? What? Like what? what if, we, if we're talking, about, if we're talking about how things are going to change, we've Touché. heard we've heard Jerry and McCarthy come out and say we need to run the ball more. Man. We've heard them a- after games come out and say we need to figure out how to run the ball more and be a more balanced team. And then when we go to the next week, we've seen it not happen. So I don't think it's what can McCarthy say about the run-pass the ratio when Kellen is available to the media. That's that's who needs to be asked about the run-pass ratio. Exactly. Exactly.
1: Uh, Look, and we're talking about running, we're talking about passing, and we spoke a little bit about Tyron Smith. Uh, When I watch practice, uh, especially when the pads come on, I'm going to be very interested to look at this offensive line. Nate Newton is here, uh, former three-time Super Bowl champion with the Cowboys, so I'm going to be very intently watching what happens. Who's going to be the backup for Tyron to start this thing? Where is the left left guard battle still going to be between uh, young Smith, the first-round pick, and McGovern? Um, We were even talking about do they leave Smith, Tyler Smith, at the left guard spot and just let him concentrate there, or do they also have him playing some left tackle as well? Personally, I think you just leave him at guard. That's enough work right there to figure that out instead of trying to figure out you know what do we do on the other side here so i'll be very interested to see who's going to be the, the number one backup to uh tyron smith the left tackle he, here is, he better practice. get
2: some work <laughs> yeah, I'm just t- you just talked about it Yeah, he,
3: he gotta get some work out there And, and I, I get what you're saying, I just hope they don't overload him, Right. You know what I mean, because we all know how hard it is To pick up a playbook and, and make sure You know, your, your P's and Q's at one position To get two of them, I mean, it, it takes a special talent to do that So hopefully they don't overload them. But I'm with you, he, he needs to get the reps Because if, if anything does happen or when something does happen On that left side with Tyron, Who are we gonna put over there? You know we got Josh Ball the, the I think it was a fourth round pick last
2: year. I mean, we got a couple options, but we need something stable cuz that's that's the blind side. Well, yeah, what you what you don't want to see is what we've been seeing since that Atlanta game. All right. Mm-hmm. When Tyron Smith goes out, it's like we losing like the best player on our offense. Like it's like we cannot get things done when Tyron Smith goes out, which which is a testament to how great he is yeah. and how how much he like means to the team. But you still gotta have some type of fallback because you know this has been happening consistently year after year. Like we don't want to see, hey man, Tyron Smith, all right, well, uh, uh, just throw it in. All right, season's over. We can't figure out how to get the blind side blocked, and uh, Dak Prescott is gonna be scrambling all over the place. Now nah, we need to figure out yeah. what we're going to do if something happens with Tyron Smith and he has to miss extended period of time.
3: Huh? We know it's gonna happen. <laughs> that's it's just why a point in time.
1: All right that that's why I'm so I'm so keyed into you know what what they're doing out here at that offensive line is it well let's go who's gonna be the first guy at left tackle I I talked to Nate Newton and, and I said Nate what would you do with Tyler Smith your first round pick do you leave him there at guard do you have him work at both spots and and Nate was in the opinion just leave him there at left guard because there's enough to learn right there before you try to add on and then that also makes you wonder. Okay, are they going to have Terrence Steele bouncing from right oh, to Lord. left? Oh, there, there's a lot of great questions, and this is this is why I'm here at camp to try and you know dive in here, see what I, you know, see what the answers are, what's going on. Um, something else Mike McCarthy said yesterday: several times that you had to really key in on. He says our young players are going to play a big part in how we start the season. So there's, they want to see guys develop. They're going to be youngsters there. And I just think that's a real tough task to ask youngsters to start off the season at home against two teams who played in the last two Super Bowls. One, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and then the Cincinnati Bengals. That's going to be a challenge. And both of those teams... Or, like, veteran-led
3: teams. Like, even those guys have that nucleus. The Bengals, they coming off a Super Bowl, you know, appearance. They got their same nucleus. We know what the Buccaneers represent. Plus
2: plus Julio. Plus Julio now (laughs) over
3: there. So, I mean, to rely on these young boys, which we're going to have to, it's gonna be a slippery slope for this offense, and I think that's why a lot of this pressure is gonna be on Kellen Moore and Dak to be able
2: to lift up their teams on their shoulders and get the job done. Yeah, I said we probably had like one more like OTA practice or minicap practice or something like that. <laughs> you know, I'd probably get all the work that you could possibly get. But you know, what do I know? You know what, do, what, do, what, do, what do I know? What do I know? I think I think I think we need we need all the work that we can get, especially if you plan on leaning on these young guys. You have one less preseason game. Yeah. Right, so you got one less opportunity to get these young guys some snaps and some reps, and with some real live bullets before you play the, the the team that went to the Super Bowl last year, the Cincinnati Beagles, and a Tom Brady-led Tampa Bay Buccaneers who just added Julio Jones. And for whatever you want to say about Julio over the past few years, he ain't had Tom Brady as his quarterback. And what we know is when people come in Tampa Bay as at the receiver position, Tom Brady makes sure he gets them the ball. Yeah. So we like yeah we got a lot All of work right. to do. So shout out to training camp, man. I'm, I'm excited to see see what it looks like when we get out of there.
1: Okay, so Julio Jones means uh, Antonio Brown won't be coming back. Let's take our first <laughs> round. <break laughs> as uh, I need to cool off here in Oxnard, but we'll be right back to talk about more Cowboys football live here in Oxnard, California with Danny McCrayberry Church. I'm Newey Scrooks. This is the Players' Lounge on DallasCowboys.com radio.
0: Movie King, rule the day. Nobody protects you from mayhem like Allstate. I'm a broken traffic light. Stop and go is the name of my game. It's easy. You go, they go. what was it they go, you go? <laughs> and if you have the wrong car insurance, these repair costs could stop you in your tracks. So get Allstate's new low auto rate and be better protected from mayhem. Like me.
3: Not available in every state, based on coverage and limits selected. Subject to terms, conditions, and availability. In most states, prices vary based on how you buy. Allstate Bar and Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates, Northbrook, Illinois.
1: Attention Cowboys fans looking for the best shave of your life. There's a new official razor of the Dallas Cowboys, Shave Logic. Imagine not having to buy blades as often and getting more smooth shaves than your old razor. Guaranteed or your money back. After more than 10 years of research and over 150 company patents, ShaveLogic is proud to offer Cowboys fans a special offer. For a limited time, visit ShaveLogic.com and get a free $10 gift card with your purchase. Go to ShaveLogic.com now for more smooth shaves guaranteed. The Cowboys
3: way, where 16 Hall of Famers and 5 championships shows us what success looks like. Where turkey is always the second best part of Thanksgiving Day where we are all defined by one single thing, the star. Where we as fans know it's our job to keep the tradition going. Bank of America is proud to be the official
0: bank of the Dallas Cowboys and to support the quest of living life the Cowboys way. Copyright 2020, Bank of America Corporation. Back to the Players' Lounge.
1: Cowboys training camp, brought to you by nobody, at least the Players (laughs) Lab so far. But we're going to try and find us a sponsor. We need to try and find us a sponsor here. Um, Is that a linen shirt? I got a few suggestions, but, you know, is it a linen shirt? Is it linen? linen? Yes.
2: I knew Man, y'all there on vacation. They probably got sandals on. (laughs) They probably 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 (laughs) got cargo shorts,
1: (laughs) some sandals on, just living, (laughs) just living out there, man. Okay, let me, let me say this right now. Step in the name neighborhood, yeah. <laughs> you all ain't gonna make me feel bad. Okay, as much as much traveling as you two do across the country, you know what Cowboys training camp is. You know how hot it is in Texas. You guys can be here, but you've chosen not to. Okay?
2: I
3: ain't been nowhere. You've chosen
1: not to. I got. We a got spot just got for back you. from Spain. It yeah, he yeah, over yeah. there. On a the business
2: trip. We saw the photos. Yeah, right? we saw the. Yeah. You probably got that linen shirt from Spain. We the and <laughs> everything. Spaniel.
1: <laughs> okay, I was to simply say <laughs> Spain and Portugal was different. That was for summer school, okay? Mm. It was a class. I was class. Yeah, yeah, all right, class. class. Yeah, yeah, yeah class. High yeah, 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 learning. Yeah. Get out of here. <laughs>
2: Boy, over there,
3: living that was life. Class, it's a nice shirt.
1: Man.
2: I just want to give you a compliment on your that nice was, shirt, bro. I just
1: well, thank you very much. It's it's untucking, but uh, you know it, it, it's cold in the morning, so I got the jacket on. Right now, there's a little bit of sun. Uh, we might be what is it, Chris Bean? Maybe 72 degrees right now. So that sun is going to hit on me, so I want to stay cool and, and get ready oh, for it's that. Early so though, as I yeah. get out here to watch these practices, yes, it is 11:29 out here, man. So so you know, the weather you got to be ready for the weather the weather weather pattern here. Um, Mike McCarthy, a lot of people making. Questions and and thoughts about his job status. In fact the odds makers in Vegas have Sean Payton with the heaviest odds to replace Mike McCarthy next year. Jerry Jones had this to say about Mike McCarthy yesterday at the press conference. Let's play that soundbite.
0: One of the ones I want to address uh, directly because I guess it's uh, uh, the one that uh, uh, probably the, the one that I have the most sensitivity about and that is Mike and him uh, coaching and uh, I, I want to be real clear. He wouldn't be sitting here today if I didn't think he was the man to lead this team to a Super Bowl
1: All right, so Jerry Jones getting Mike McCarthy's back here Mike McCarthy said he appreciated the support so fellas Do you believe what Jerry Jones just said? Hey, did,
2: did, at the end of that? Did he said I got options
1: that, did, I got did we cut that part out? I got I read that somewhere. <laughs> He, he spoke about, like, he had <laughs> options in the offseason, but he wanted Mike McCarthy to be here. Oh, so he did speak about, like, I had options.
2: Yeah, 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 he thought about yeah. it. All right. Now, I, I think I, I trust him for this season. I trust him for this season. Uh, we all know that he also said that he expects – the, the Cowboys to be a like viable mm-hmm. in the deep, playoffs. Deep Not like playoff, just making right. it to the playoffs. He expects us to be contending for a Super Bowl, one of those teams where you say, alright, we're going to go in there and we're going to give everybody a run for their money. So, I'm telling you, if that doesn't happen, I think that he has the right to what? Change his mind. Change is mind. <laughs> he can change. But I trust him right now, man. But you got Dan Quinn on the, uh, on the coaching staff right now. You got a Sean Payton who could possibly get picked up next year. So I still think the pressure is on. But if Mike McCarthy comes out and his teams look totally different than it did for the last two seasons – he might have him a job uh, next year. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a lot of
3: pressure. A lot of pressure on McCarthy because, I mean, like like we said, this whole offseason, didn't know if he was going to come back. You got whispers of Sean Payton, and you got whispers of Dan Quinn coming there and supplanting him as the head coach. And it's just a lot of pressure to put on a guy going into this, what is this, third season here mm-hmm. with the Dallas Cowboys? He made the playoffs yes. last year. He, he I, don't know, I won't say he snuck in there, but he won a division, a terrible division at that. But he got into the playoffs, and that ugly thing reared its head. And I'm talking about the penalties and being undisciplined. Now, if we get to that point again this year where we're leading the league in penalties and guys are just undisciplined out there. I can see him making a change pretty early. I can see. Oh, you're it. Talking can, about Uncle Wade. If we, yeah, I'm talking about the Uncle Wade situation. No, I no. can see that if we start out, no
2: way. Like, oh, talking about like one and five. One and five,
3: <laughs> like we did in 2010. I can, I can see him sliding in there and getting somebody else or getting somebody in there to to take uh, qu- or take uh, McCarthy out of there, but. He's going to have to make a deep playoff run. Like you said, he's going to have to win his division and get a couple of playoff games deep in there So I think, save his job. It's not going to be good enough for him to just go and make it to the wild card or maybe even make it to the divisional. He's going to have to get into that championship round, I think, in order to keep his job, especially with the guys that are rearing their, their heads behind him and Sean Payton and uh, Dan Quinn. So, to me, it's a lot of pressure, and hopefully, you know, McCarthy can turn that into diamonds and not just bust. But it's going to be a heck of a season for him. Said, we'll it, see.
2: My man said, Uncle Wade, I, I listen, can see it happening. I listen, and you know what? I'm actually with you. Depending on look. how we look, if we come out and we looked how we looked two years ago when we had Mike Nolan as a defensive co- uh, defensive getting coordinator, getting ran out the gym. Yeah, we got we got ran out. Th- everything was bad. Like everything was bad. Penalties were bad. Clock management was bad. Uh, special team decision making was bad. Like you can just go down the list of things that weren't up to par when you're a, a head coach in the NFL. Mm-hmm. If it looks like that. Then, yeah, I don't I don't see I don't see a lot of people upstairs saying, you know, we're gonna we're gonna watch this for 17 games But hopefully it does not get that get that bad. Hopefully we turn it around this season Hopefully everything that we talk
1: about on the player li- now, players lounge comes true Gentlemen, I'm gonna go back and, and, and you have to pay attention to the words that these guys say Mike McCarthy spoke again about how the young players are going to play a major part in this team. Now I got to go back here on my piece of paper here and look at the soundbite because it's something that he says, when you say it several times like that, it tell, okay, he says the youth of our football team will factor into the season early. He's telling you right there. We're about to play a lot of these young guys. Some of these young guys may step on themselves a little bit. Oh, by the way, we got the Buccaneers. We've got the Bengals. Um, it's gonna play a part in it. So if this team ends up zero two to start the season, he and, and they're having to play young people, and maybe a Tyrant Smith is not there for a game. or two. I mean, these are things you got to think about. One and five. We know Michael Gallup's not gonna be there. Well, I mean, no, we're saying. But if you,
2: got, and this. I mean, no, saying if you make it to one and five, let, let's make it let's go. Let's go with, like who we lose to if you get to one and five.
1: Okay, now here's your here's your first six games. All right, Buccaneers at home, Bengals at home, at the Giants. Uh, the Commanders at home, and then on the road to uh, the Rams. That's that's your first six. That, that sounds like nope, a no, no, uh, no. Add and then and then add and then and then at the Eagles. Then so, at the Eagles. So that means you board.
2: lose. A, that means you lose the two. Like if you go one and five, two of those games you lose are in the division. To the commanders, <laughs> and, and, and either the commanders in New York or whatever, whatever, however it plays out. That means you lost to the, all the good teams, <laughs> all the teams that you are the measuring stick, mm-hmm. and then you also lost two out of three games in the division. Which you went, uh, what was it, undefeated? <laughs> undefeated <laughs> division? So, <laughs> so like, I, I don't see somebody watching that type of gameplay, especially if it's, it's penalty field, mm-hmm. if it's lack of discipline, fundamentals don't look right. If it's that type of gameplay, I don't see us making it through seven weeks. Of like, yeah, we, we're just going gonna to muscle it out for 17 of them. It could be that 2010 situation that we, that we were a part of. I
3: can see it happening. And I can understand a lot of young guys going in there. But to me, that sounds like a built-in excuse. I mean, look, you you're the head coach. And it's your job to get these guys right. You had OTAs, mini camp, now you know wow. training camp, preseason. You gotta get these guys right in order to play. Now, if they go out there and, and we see that you know, hey, they're competitive, they might lose a game here and there by a field goal or a point here and there. That's one thing. But if they're going out there getting blown out, that's a slippery slope, and I can see a you know, way away situation happening.
1: Oh, oh, okay. So, so let me let me. I guess defend McCarthy here. Please, <laughs> get
2: please. Don't,
3: because you, don't you, get on the juice Kool-Aid. <laughs> sir. Don't get with on the Kool-Aid. Kool-Aid
1: <laughs> okay. i just say it. When he talks about, Hey, we're playing the young players. Jerry said, Jerry and Steven said, they wanted to play young guys that they wanted to shed the payroll here. So you're asking Mike who, by the way, when he was in green Bay in his defense, they played a lot of young guys here because they, he had a general manager, Ted Thompson, who believed in drafting young guys Going that route. But you guys were young players. You know, it takes you a minute. So if you're going to have to come out here and play a Tyler Smith at left guard to start off, if you're going to have to factor in some games that you may not have Tyron Smith at left tackle, and you're playing some young guys, and, and, and then you try to find other receivers out here to go next to CD Lamb if James Washington's hurt, there's a growth issue that's going to be there. That's just legitimate. I mean, not many Rookies like Michael Parsons are and Zeke Elliott and Dak Prescott they're rare so if you have to play some guys I don't think it's crazy to say there could be some growing things,
2: right? it, you sound like we're going through a rebuilding phase yeah, over yeah, here. Okay? a couple positions. We
1: have, we have
2: Dak Prescott at quarterback. You got CeeDee Lamb, a number one uh, a draft pick at receiver. Schultz? You got Schultz, who, who your franchise tag. You got Tony. P- you have talent enough for you not to say, I'm going to play some young guys so we might get stomped into the grass uh, for the first few games. Nah, <laughs> these, these guys are these guys, these are guys that you evaluated and you picked to play on your football team, right? And what do we say about will mcclay and and the uh and the scouts all the time they find a way to get the talent that is going to produce all right and we have been able to do that so this ain't gonna be one of them years when we like oh yeah all of a sudden we had 10 guys who weren't good enough you ain't starting 10 new guys yeah. and, all they, right? and
3: defensively you look at it they might even be better than they were last <laughs> year i mean they added a few pieces they lost a randy gregory but okay. you got somebody okay. in old miss so I, you know, I think they got a chance to be good. But it's going. It's, offensively, I think it's going to be a little bit of a struggle because, like I said, you, you relying on a lot of unproven players. But no
2: excuse No excuse no excuses to go though, out yeah, there yeah, and no, no, get blown no, no, out no, 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 for no. the first few games because you say you're playing some young guys. They you got three preseason games. <laughs> <laughs> play play right. the young guys. When I say blowout, nah, no, Did I, blow? I didn't that, say blowout. This is what me and okay. church are saying. Okay. we saying the, the year that we – so if you remember, when Wade Phillips got fired, we went to Green Bay and, and got we staunch. got stomped. 45-3. to And we can't – That's what I'm talking about. Those are the type of games that I'm talking about. I'm not talking about close games where young guys make some mistakes that may cost you the game. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Mike Nolan when he was here two years ago, and we watched that defense, and they couldn't figure out how to play cover three. It's non-competitive. If we're talking about from top to bottom, if your team comes out looking like that, then you're going to have an issue, which we don't expect. We're just playing devil's advocate here. of Like, hey, man, if it look really bad, then you might be in trouble because we're talking about Dan Quinn and Sean Payton. In the bushes, yeah. Right behind there waiting on something to happen. So so
3: Nua, you think without even if he goes out, even if this team goes out there, starts one and five and the play is just non existent, you still think he has a chance to finish the season?
1: I do. I think that Jerry I think Jerry wants to see Mike McCarthy succeed and I think he wants to give him every opportunity. Okay. To succeed. So that's just my thought. But then again, like, I mean, I don't know whether it's the heat, but I mean, you guys going one in five. There's a, this is a whole, lot of, <laughs> whole lot of negativity I'm feeling out there. Right? Maybe it's because I'm in California. I got the sunshine rolling on. Maybe I'm feeling positive vibes, man. But, well, I tell you, man, you, you two are hard today, no, man. No, I mean, Ooh, what, listen. That, one, oh, that 102, that 103 yeah, yeah, heat Yeah, we
2: jealous. Yeah, we mad, right? We, we, we jealous. <laughs> and, 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 what I, and what I'm saying is, I think all these are going to be close games except the New York Giants game. Yeah. I, so, I
3: realistically <laughs> see them, you know, maybe two and three. I see them taking the Commanders out. I see them taking the Giants out, but Philly, Cincinnati, and Tampa,
2: don't, don't write off the Commanders, okay? Yeah. Because okay. For, for, for whatever it is, they got they have a defense over there. They got Scary Terry over there. They and, you pay. know, for whatever Carson Wentz is, whatever. But don't forget that those running backs ran for like 300 on us a couple years ago. They all do. right? So, if we don't, if we come in there half-stepping, it could be a very, very tight game. Yeah. All right? But we don't expect that to happen, newly because I expect the Dallas Cowboys to make the playoffs and make a deep run. So, it's got to stay healthy. If they're healthy. Yeah.
1: All right. Since we're here on the players lounge, we must talk about the contract and Kyler Murray that he has. a required four hours of study for each game per week. What do you guys think? Man, I couldn't believe they put that in that
3: contract, man. I mean, it, it's wild to me because nowadays, you know, they can tell how much, you know, film you've been watching when you take the iPad home and all that stuff. You connect to the Wi-Fi, They can see how much film you've been actually studying on there. And as a quarterback, you're basically the leader of the franchise. You are the franchise. So you're supposed to take your work as serious as anybody in the building. So, you know, when when Kyler Murray goes out there and he says things like, hey, I'm not a big film junkie. And then the Arizona Cardinals got to put this addendum in his contract saying, if you don't study these films, we're doing X, Y, and Z. I, I think it was kind of
2: embarrassing, embarrassing for Kyler Murray. I, I, I think what you should really, I want to think into this part. What did it start at, all right? So how many hours did they come with on the first contract and then negotiated it down to four, all right? Was it at, like, 12? Because we know four hours a week ain't nothing. Yeah, ain't nothing. Four hours a week at at, at playing the quarterback position – is nothing bro you have six days to prepare when you get off the plane on Sunday you get your sleep and Monday morning you looking at the film uh, from the night before and then you moving on to the next one so that's Monday Tuesday all the way through Saturday and you probably should be watching some on Sunday morning you telling me this dude is gonna only be required to do four hours and it's, like they had to, it's like they had to force them to do that. <laughs> well, you play quarterback, bro. Man. You have to know what everybody is doing. You probably can't get through the first three plays. Uh, reading the defense with an Aaron Donald and a Jalen Ramsey on there, and you talk about you only going to study those dudes for four hours when you got to play them? You got to play them twice.
3: I'm telling you. It's a, to me, Kyle Murray seems like one of them guys, And I don't know him personally. never met him, but he just seems like one of those guys who relied a lot on just talent just ability. Like, you know what? I'm going to just out-athlete these guys out there. And it worked in high school It worked at, Oklahoma and it worked to a certain extent in the NFL I mean he got a huge contract so it, it kind of worked but I guess if you want to get considered be considered as one of those great quarterbacks the upper echelon the Rogers the Brady's one of those Mahomes one of those type guys you got to take your your profession serious, and you got to have a passion about it. And to me, it just doesn't seem like he has that right now. But you know, maybe this new contract will. I tell make you what,
2: he set himself up for for a whole bunch of criticism. And when if he get out there and start missing reads, oh. and he have an off year, the criticism is going to be something that like you've never seen before. <laughs> because the first thing they're gonna say is, "I guess you should have studied five. That's it, because because you because you already know the defender's gonna t- try to get in his head. Oh yeah, like they 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 waited for you to mess up so they can start getting. On you and try to you know mess with you like hey man you ain't studying enough for us you know what I'm saying like he just he better he better he better play right I've never seen
3: a situation where where, where a quarterback just didn't like you like we we're, were around Roma we were around Dak you know even Blake Bortles when I was down in Jacksonville I mean they had an iPad in front of them. Every minute of the day, whether it was after practice, during lunch break, on the on the plane, on a bus ride to the stadium, at the stadium before the game, they're breaking stuff down with their coaches looking at tape. So to me, this was just very confusing. I've never seen a quarterback. <laughs>
2: lack watching tape as much as, you know, Kyler Murray like, has over there. Like, you and DeAndre Hopkins ain't going to get together for an hour? <laughs> that, that knockout one hour right there. You, got, you only got three left. Got, he he probably counted the time, too. he meant like three hours and 58 minutes. I got two more minutes. Let me hit him, hit him with a couple rewinds. <laughs> <Yeah>. like, <laughs> it, it, it's just, I mean, you can see Romo, when we was getting ready to go to
3: games, he would bring the iPad over to the mm-hmm. offensive lineman, looking at, you know, Colombo or those guys and say, hey, this is how we're going. If they give us this look, we're going to block it this way so I can go hit this guy over here. I mean, you. As As a quarterback, you gotta be the student of the game. That's just that's, that's the that's the position. It ain't like you play, you know, D-lineman or, or safety. Or it's just you got to be a student of the game. I'm about
2: to go watch Game of Thrones for four hours. They're going to go by so fast. Like it's that. <laughs> <laughs> now, nah, shout out to Kyler Murray, though. Congratulations on getting that contract, though, because they still paid him. Knowing I mean, no that he sh- ain't watching no film. I wish I could not watch film again. <laughs> it was a hundred and something million? Oh. Good. Like 106 guaranteed, something mm. like that? Good. Give me mm-hmm. hundred and six. I'm going to go play the Texas uh, make a Million, though. You see it's at a uh, billion dollars. What? Yeah, yeah. I've seen that. Hey. This, I got to play it. No, give me $2, man. I'll put you in, all right? I'll put you in. Put you in, right? put you in. Bet. You got it. Right. You got it. If you, I got I don't it. Receive, you know what? If I don't receive the Venmo before, uh, <laughs> <laughs> then it don't count. see <laughs> no CB- me. <laughs> ain't no honor system, baby. i don't see $2 it. come through. It ain't working.
1: I'm, I'm, <laughs> no, I'm good for it, man. I'm good for it. Um Did the Cardinals make a mistake in giving Dallas-Fort Worth zone, Kyler Murray, this contract? If you have to put a film study into this is that a mistake general? Nah,
3: I wouldn't say it was because because then you look at it where else you gonna go with it I mean we know in this league you gotta have a, a, a guy behind center that can win you some games and, and I feel like Kyler Murray has done that in this league so far he might not watch a lot of tape but he's won some games and he's got this team to the playoffs so I just don't see where else they could have went with it um I mean they might have been able to franchise them and do all that stuff or just not paid them but then you got a chance of him holding out, and you just don't have a quarterback for the season. So, to me, I think they had to make this move, but, I mean, phew, gotta don't watch film. I mean, how, how good you going to be eventually?
2: Yeah, I, I don't think they made a mistake. The, the, the guy is one of those talents that you just rarely see. Yeah. He changed, changed the Arizona cards. Like, people want to go there and play because Kyler Murray is there, and literally through the first like eight games of the the season you like oh this team probably going to the Super Bowl that's how good they look so I still think they have a chance at being great with him even with him only doing four hours because he must have been only doing two before the end all right so he doubling his uh his film study he should be two times better so I I, I, I still think they made the right decision in in, in paying him all
1: right fellas um Appreciate it, man. We hadn't done this in a while. So that's that's the Players Lounge. And uh, let's get back at it uh, here in a couple more days. And uh, we'll, we'll chop it up some more. But in the meantime, you're more than welcome to fly on down here to Oxnard, California. <laughs> We'd love
3: to see you. Tell, tell somebody to sponsor We'd my trip out it. there. I'll come and I'll come and visit you out there. But when we come back, uh, I need to see some 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 padded practices. I need for you to tell me what's going on in the trenches. Who's out there getting burnt on the outside in the secondary? I need to hear it. Tell
2: and me. Okay. I need to know how Jabril Cox is doing too, because because I, I know he's gonna be in a linebacker battle. I want to I want to know how my LSU guy is doing while he's out there.
1: I will check on your LSU guy, Jabril Cox and Kelvin Joseph. We'll talk to you tomorrow, fellas. Players us loud. That's it.
2: He went Play. to Kentucky, bro. Don't do me like that.
0: <laughs> this has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!